Hey, what's up, y'all? I know y'all missed us. We were gone for a little bit, but we're back. We told you we'd be back. So welcome on, welcome all. Welcome back to the real OK2 podcast with your boy O-Dub, your girl Kia, and of course, from Southside Jamaica, Queens, K-Boogie in the house. You know what? You about to get into some stuff. Real, raw, and definitely, as always, unscripted. You know what? Y'all about to get it today because we just had a show before the show. We already been chopping it up, so we are hyped. <laughs> we are ready. We about to get it in. We had a topic for you, so you know what? We already primed, so sit back, relax, get your coffee, your beer, whatever time of day you listening to. Sit back. Let's get ready to get into it. So, Kia, K-Boog, you ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right, <laughs> K-Boog, I'm going to turn it over to you real quick to do your thing, bro. Yes, yes, sir. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the OK2 Podcast. We appreciate you. Hey, to all of our fans, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, we were off for a week, but we're back. So thank you for joining us, coming back, rocking with us. We really appreciate you. We thank you. Love you. God bless you. And, of course, we thank you for continuing to rock with us each and every week. Thank you so much. And, of course, got to give a shout-out to our sponsor. That's What's Poppin' Events, What's Poppin' USA with our sister Helena riding the ride with us. We appreciate her. And for all that she do, for all what pop, What's Poppin' Events and What's Poppin' USA with the apostrophe at the end, and YBTV, man, all the great things that our sister is doing, man. She is doing so much on YouTube. She's got little spots that she does on IG where she is just shouting out small businesses, man. Just a great thing, and she's a champion for small businesses. So definitely, if you got a small business, get in contact with What's Poppin' USA, What's Poppin' Events, with the apostrophe at the end on IG and Facebook. And then got to give out a special call to the Colon Cancer Event. We spoke about this earlier this month. The Colon Cancer Awareness Event. It's a Zumba party. It's at Rhodes Jordan Park. This is in Atlanta. So sorry for all our fans all over the world. Hey, if you can get here to Atlanta this weekend, I mean, hey, come on. You can come through. But Check Spirit Airlines. People. Check Spirit <laughs> Airlines. Might get a cheap flight. <laughs> there you go, there you go. But it's at Rhodes Jordan Park. It's in um it's at the community center. It's in Lawrenceville. So for anyone that's in the Atlanta area, you definitely want to come out to this colon cancer awareness Zumba party. It's in honor of my lovely wife and it is definitely a great event that will be the twenty fifth of March, which is this coming Saturday. It's from six to 8 p.m. The admission is $25 in advance if you get your tickets on Eventbrite. If you get your tickets on Eventbrite, it's $25 in advance. It's $30 if you come the day of looking to get into the Zumba party. But again, all of this is going to colon cancer awareness. Again, this is in honor of my lovely wife. And then you definitely want to come out and just, of course, have the greatness of this Zumba and jumping and doing the dance. And again, it's for a great cause. It's definitely for a great cause. So all proceeds is definitely going to colon cancer awareness. And then, of course, get to colonoscopy. I mean, if you haven't looked or get, looked into getting about or looking to get a colonoscopy, definitely talk to your doctor and schedule your colonoscopy. The age limit is now, it is less, it is under 45 years old. It used to start at, well, I think it was, what, 50, but now mm -hmm. the age is going down. 
because colon cancer is just something that's so prevalent, but it's one of the most aggressive cancers. However, it is one of the most treatable if you catch it in time. Definitely go talk to your doctor about getting a colonoscopy and schedule your colonoscopy right away. Believe me, it's some of the best sleep you're going to get. <laughs> it is. really is. But, again, just yes, wanted to yes. give those call-outs. And, hey, man, just come join us. And, of course, you got any information, just email us. And, of course, O-Double, give us all that information at the end of the show. I got you. I got you. So thank you. Thank you. All right. So thank you for that, K-Bug. So yes, today we got a we got an interesting topic. So... <laughs> Um, um, well, I'm going to let Kia um, introduce our topic today mm-hmm. uh, because it was her brainchild, so we're going to let her introduce. But before she does, I want you to call your siblings, and I want you to get them on the phone, and I want you to let them listen in, and then if your parents are available, I want you to get them on the phone. So, so Kia, why don't you go ahead and run it by us? So, because I'm I'm laughing already. Right. I'm laughing. I'm <laughs> laughing already. <laughs> well, yeah, it's 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 an interesting topic, but it can it it can also be serious. It's funny depending on your experiences and your perspective, but it can also be considered a serious um, topic as well. It just kind of depends on your perspective. So, the topic for this week is: Do you have a favorite child, or does your parent? have a favorite. That's the topic. And um, I thought it was kind of funny because I was having a conversation with um, one of my friends um, over the weekend um, because sometimes I know I will just, out of a, out of a joke, jokingly say um, that I have a favorite. But I know also joke people always say, well, you know, there's truth in jokes and this, this, and that. And I'm like, well, what I mean by me saying I have a favorite, because, of course, I have two daughters, one 29 and one 17. And I say that only because my 29-year-old gave me the last headache. (laughs) (laughs) And my 17-year-old, unfortunately, and I guess fortunately, I guess it goes depending on how you're looking at it, um, she acts too much like me. So we kind of, you know, <laughs> moments. And so I have to be mindful sometimes because I think she had kind of at one point may have felt that, like, well, dang, you got a favorite. That's your favorite. And I'm like, no, I kind of had to explain it. So, no, she's not necessarily my favorite. You're both my favorite. But she didn't give me the problems that you give me, like the mouth, the talking back, this whole, she wasn't argumentative. She didn't give me any of that. So it was just easier with her. And so... I also think growing up, I think my mom had a favorite. I wasn't mm. her favorite. My baby sister wasn't her favorite. Y'all know my sister Tia. Tia was her favorite. And what? so, but when what? we look at it, we <laughs> well, now that we're older, we look at it like, because Tia used to be the one that was sick a lot. She required a lot more attention than me and my baby sister did. Gotcha. But Tia was also snitch. So, of course, but of course, um, it was probably easier for her to be the favorite because, you know, me and my baby sister, we used to have like this little pack, and we used to do this. We had like a secret handshake, we had secret codes, 
and <laughs> we would never share it with her. <laughs> oh, oh. look at it as as adults, we like, okay, now we see why she was offended because we were so mean. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but we did that because we felt like she got all the attention, but. The good thing is my mom still never made us feel like she was the favorite because we have one of the best relationships. And mm. I always feel like when you make things obvious, I think that's why when you, when like at least for me, when I see people say, oh, I don't get along with my sister, I don't get along with my brother, I be feeling bad for them. But then it makes mm. me, then when they get to explaining and telling me that what the story I understand why they don't get along. And a lot of times it's, it's the parents' fault because yep. they were so, because they have favorites. And so it's like y'all created, y'all created the division. They created the drama between siblings to where one child didn't feel included. They felt excluded. And so a lot of times as adults, when you when I hear these people say, I don't have a close relationship with my sister, I'll be wanting to know why. Because I'm thinking like, how are you going to have a relationship with somebody that you grew up in the same house with? And mm-hmm. more than I'm gonna your life, like you know what I'm saying, like till you was at least eighteen, like how do you not have a relationship? But then I understand when I hear the story, so it's a good thing. I guess it can be funny in a sense when you when parents say, "Oh, they have a favor," but then also it can be a serious thing because I think it does affect them when they become adults and it affects their siblings' relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow, that is true. That's some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. Okay. Go ahead, old dog. Well, I'm my parents' favorite. I know. I, I already know this. I mean, that, that's off jump. I'll go ahead and put it out there. I know. You know, um, I have two siblings, uh, my brother, my mom and my father, and then my sister, or just my father's um, two children. But um, I'm the favorite. I was the first. Um, I am the alpha. Um, I am, yeah, as far as grandchildren, I go there too. I'm the favorite. I was the first. Yeah. Me and my grandma had a secret handshake. We had codes. Mm-hmm. And if any of my cousins listen, that's right. I was her favorite. She told me. She gone. She can't confirm it, but she told me I was her favorite. Mm-hmm. So, um, but no, nah, I'm, you know, in all seriousness, yeah, it is one of those things where, because um, I do have a favorite child. I'll go ahead and admit it. And someone may ask, well, who's your favorite child? And I'll just say that one. Mm-hmm. You know, that one. And <laughs> Good one, good one. You know, because you you love your children uh, unconditionally. Um, you don't separate. Well, mm. you, sh- you shouldn't. But right. you you do tend to have favoritism sometimes depending on the situation Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. some of your kids do give you headaches Mm -hmm. a little bit more than others and some of your kids a little bit more compassionate Mm -hmm. and than others (laughs) some some of your children give you i mean some kids some of your children raise hell and Mm -hmm. it just it, it is real um i know that with um my two and I know I'm throwing some stuff out. The, one of them, one of them just spits fire at me sometimes, and yeah. and just and doesn't realize it sometimes, and doesn't know what they're doing. He knows I'm using 
the there and they. Because <laughs> I have I have one boy and I have one girl, so I don't want to I don't want to give it away. But mm-hmm. you just have to go with because I love them both um, the same. Um, I treat them I treat them fairly, but mm-hmm. I do treat them differently because I have to approach them both differently based on situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, same, same, and I've done that with everyone in my life. I try to treat everyone mm-hmm. fairly, but I treat them accordingly um, to whatever situation. But I joke around, um, and one thing I will laugh about my my son, he always comes in and says, "I'm your favorite child, right?" And I just mess with him, say, "Yeah, sure, you're my favorite child." Mm-hmm. Just to mess with him, because <laughs> he won't get. He won't let up. He said, honor, <laughs> honor thy mother and thy father so your days will be long. He he loved to go biblical on you. And um, <laughs> wow. So, yeah, he always hits you with that. Um, but, yeah, but I find it interesting. I've, I've never tried to compete to be the favorite with my brother uh-huh. and I because my brother's 19 years younger than me. So mm-hmm. I was already an adult when he came into this world. So I like, you know what, just you have it, dude. Have and my brother my mother spoiled my brother and honestly I think I think that she did things more for him than she did for me. And I didn't care because I was out the house. I'm like be at it. Do your thing. Right. So right. I know I'm your favorite. You don't gotta prove nothing to me. I know. I was the first. <laughs> <laughs> I was the first, so, I, so hey, because I was the first, there's nothing about it. Do you realize how cocky I was as a kid as far as being the first? I mean, first child born, both sides, anything. First grandchild, first kid, first nephew, anything. Oh, so, yeah, you were spoiled. Okay, got mm-hmm. it. I but, I was, but I wasn't really spoiled. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't spoiled because of the circumstances and the environment that I was in and the people in the, the economic situation, most of my people were in, but Got as it. far as attention wise, yeah, I was spoiled, but finance, right. like gifts and stuff like that. Nah, Mm-mm. but time and, and love and attention. Yeah. I guess you can say that, but That's I was like, well, okay. These other kids, these other kids came around like, whatever. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead on. Go ahead on. <laughs> 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 it's crazy that you say that about you being the favorite grandchild because my grandmother, she um, used to let it be known who her favorite was. <laughs> so, and yeah. to this day, we always tease him. Like he'd be like, "We know you. We know you. Have, he was her favorite. You know, she let used to let it be known, but she still didn't mistreat us or nothing like that. But right. it was just obvious. He can just can do never do no wrong. That was just right. her favorite. Right. That's um, what happens. <laughs> Yeah, but we all say that love the same because I can say that's a good thing. Like I said, there's no, there's no division between any of my cousins or any of that. Like my grandmother still treated us fairly, but it was just obvious. But I think now when I look back at it as an adult now, I think because he really did spend so much time with her during his childhood, he spent mm-hmm. a lot of time with her. So. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes sense, you know what I'm saying? And he made sure he had the time. Like over Sunday, he was there. Um, he came when he come home from college. He was there, so it kind of makes sense because I think he did spend a lot of time with her as to why mm-hmm. she was the favorite, and he probably can cook just as good as she could because he spent a lot of time with her in the kitchen. 
So oh, that's what's up. It makes sense now. Yeah. But growing up, we used to be like, oh, that's our favorite. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, he over there snitching. We need to look at him, watch him. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Like, he can get his own cakes. We're like, what? He got his own cake? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got Make my, I got my own too. I got my own too. So, yeah. <laughs> so no, I get up. it. That's what's up. Okay. All right. Well, I guess for me now, let me just explain my situation. My situation: I have one birth son, and mm-hmm. then I have three children by my by marriage, and mm-hmm. then I have two grandbabies as well. I don't have a favorite. I do, of course, treat them differently because I have two girls and I have two mm-hmm. boys. Mm-hmm. And the grandbaby is one the grandbaby. One of them is a boy. One of them is a girl. And the reason why I say indifferences is differences in approaches of certain things. Now, I can go hard on the boys. Like if they do something mm-hmm. that's off the wall or something stupid, I can go at them like, yo, what are you doing, X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I've learned in time because at first, you know, I would still, I would, I figured, oh, well, no, there's no difference. I'm going to treat you all the same. <laughs> but there has to be a difference because your approach yeah. has to be different towards a girl. Yeah. And how you mm-hmm. approach them, how you talk to them, how you build them up, how do you, how do you edify them, how do you encourage them. You know what I'm saying? A boy, you could be like, yo, go out there, do what you got to do, hustle, get out there and do what you, you know, do X, Y, Z. A girl, you have to come a little bit differently. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to come mm-hmm. and you have to think about the emotions. And this is, again, this has been a learning, learning, big learning curve for me. So, no, I do not have a favorite. Again, their approaches that I do do with them are different. How I view them are different because, again, I'll look and say, okay, I look at the the boys and be like, why did y'all do that stupid thing? That was stupid. <laughs> you can go off on them. I can go good. off on them and be like, yo, what the heck? Why did you do that? Like, yo, come on, man. You know better than that. Come on, you better mm-hmm. than that. But then with the girl, I look and be like, well, she probably did it because it was an emotional. Yeah, it wasn't a good decision, wasn't the best, but you see how the wording is different. (laughs) Right. And maybe that wasn't the best decision for you. I ain't saying that to the boys, to the boys. I'm like, come on, man. Why are you doing that? That's stupid. You know better. (laughs) (laughs) No, not saying the girls didn't know better, but yes. However, Uh, I feel that it's. Go ahead. Go ahead, sis. No, I was going to say, do you think they may perceive it as being, even though I know you don't have one, but do you think they may perceive it as being having a, as having a favorite? Today, no. No. Um, okay. probably, when, probably when I first came into the situation, probably, mm-hmm. but now today, no. Um, okay. You know, I, I, I show nothing but love to all of them. Uh, now, of course, they know the grandbabies. The grandbabies got my heart. That's just mm-hmm. it. So, so I guess probably technically you can't say the grandbabies got me. They they are my favorites <laughs> because it's like they, yeah, that's by <laughs> default though, and they show show so so show me so much love, and mm-hmm. I mean that's just automatic because it's like when AJ sees me, he's like Papa, and he runs at me and comes and grabs me and hugs me. And, you know, the same thing with my, my baby girl, Faith. That's like my shadow. She always wants to follow me, be around me, everything. So, of course, they, they just get your heart that way. It's just, they just know what to do. 
They just mm-hmm. know what to do. So that's why grandbabies, I think that's why they get that position automatically because they just know what to do. They do. Right. <laughs> right. But, yeah, it's just as far as I just, when I've learned those differences on how to approach the girls and how to approach the boys, that has helped me to be able to have the relationships I have with my kids and I'm able to talk with them and able to, you know, just work with them through things and everything and the challenges that they go through and be able to deal with those challenges. And that came with growth for me, maturity for me, and, of course, learning the differences between all of them because all of them are different. Each mm-hmm. one of them are different. And well, how you know, you kids have their own love languages. I think when yes. it comes to the, like how you have mm-hmm. love languages and relationships, mm-hmm. you also need to learn your child's love language. I love that. I love that. That's right. To be loved. You know, they all need love, but they may require yes. it differently. Yes. Yes, that's yeah, awesome, and that's mm-hmm. yeah, and that's 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 an awesome point because mm-hmm. that's what I had to do. I had to learn their love language and how to mm-hmm. approach them. I mm-hmm. knew with I knew with the youngest girl, I couldn't come to her and say, oh, "Okay, well, I gotta face you. I'm you, I'm just gonna be rough on you." No, I had to approach her a different way. The oldest girl, I had to approach her a different way. It's mm-hmm. just an all in how you learn, but it's how you sit down and learn and you talk with them and. Again, I'm not none of their. I'm not trying to be any of their friends. They already know that. No, I'm not trying to be your friends, and I'm not your friend. However, I'm here. We can talk. Love you. Mm-hmm. I can. I will get an understanding and everything like that. So that's how the relationship works. But again, it's all in just the maturity and the growth with me. And it had to start with me first. I didn't look for them to change and conform to what I wanted. I had to change and conform to the differences in the things that were going on by listening to them. And that's what, you know, sometimes I got some flack for it because they was like, oh, you're just not tough enough. You just don't want to. I'm like, no, nah, I'm doing this a different way. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm coming into a situation where I'm coming into where I have a teenager. I already have two adults and I have a teenager here. So mm-hmm. I wasn't around for those pivotal years. See, with, with my youngest grandbaby, See what the well, not the youngest, but the one that's um, she's six. Um, yeah, she's six. Um, she, I was there during pivotal years. I was during the early years, those two year, three year old. I was there, but during those early times. So you can make more of an influence and impact. But when you come in with the teenagers who are like about sixteen, set, yeah, man, they looking at you like who are you? Right, right. <laughs> the adults <laughs> is like, okay, well, this is. You, 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 who are you? You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's the way you're looked at. So, yeah, you mm-hmm. just can't come and say, this is what it's going to be. Because, yeah, you could come in and you can mess some stuff up, for real. You really can. Yep. yep. Right. I think sometimes it can be perceived that you may have a favorite because you may have that one child that you're closer to, that mm. you confide in. Um, you may have that one child that actually does call you and check on you or is there to take care of you. So I think sometimes um, it can be perceived that way because one child mm-hmm. could be just giving you more attention or mm-hmm. one child may not require so much. And so I think it just really, sometimes it can just depends on the relationship that you have with your child. And you have you may have one child that's not as affectionate or you may have one child that's a little bit more sneakier and things like that. So it comes off as, well, I can talk to this child about anything, but then this other one is like, I'm full of teeth. So, I'm <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, teeth. So, so sometimes it can be perceived that way because you have less, 
conflict and confrontation with one. And so it just makes it easier. You're like, okay, I can deal with this one. It's not like I'm walking on eggshells, this and this and that. So, but mm. I think the key is, is still as parents just trying not to make it so obvious to where when it comes to the way you're loving on them or the way that you're listening to them or the way that you're understanding them, that it's not a difference because it does create um, a division. And I say that because I was watching the show the other night and um, I was so angry at the mama. I was like, oh, my God, the mother is the reason why these girls don't get along, you know. And it's like... You got one sister can say what she wants, and everybody's supposed to walk on eggshells and respect her feelings. Then the other sister, she's supposed to just know better. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, huh? And then you got the mama saying, oh, she's jealous of her. Like, mother should never say one child is jealous of the other. You know what I'm saying? You should never do that. And so it's so obvious she has a favorite because she discredits one child's feelings, one child's emotions. She doesn't validate or anything. It's just so obvious. And so it's like now that they're adults, oh, I get why she don't fool with her sister. You know what I'm saying? Because she has all this built-up frustration from a childhood, so now she's grown. She has her own kids. She has her own husband. I don't have to deal with this person. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. when you Mm -hmm. look at it, it's like it's the parents' fault a lot of times. That you, when you hear, at least for me, I hear, I had two friends that don't have the best relationships with their sisters. And I'm like, and I understand why, but it's just like um, a lot of it stems from the relationship that the mother had. You know what I'm saying? So I think as parents, even though you may be more connected to one child than the other, you still have to kind of give them the same type of love that they need by finding out what their love languages are. And that way, there's no division. You know what I'm saying? There's no division because I think it's crazy. You grow up with a person for 18 years, and it's like, I don't like this person. (laughs) So I'm like, like, my sister is literally like one of my best friends. We literally do everything together. And and it's like, she doesn't irritate me. We can be on the, I can work eight-hour shifts. And then do another eight hours on the phone with her, talking about nothing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, and every it's like it's it's just natural. But I just and I think it's that way because of how our mom treated. Her. Although we felt like she was treated differently, but my mom overall, when we look at it, she didn't treat us differently. It's just my one sister just required a little bit more attention because she was always sick. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, yeah, I just think as parents, we got to do a lot better than that. <laughs> we we yeah. really do. We really, really do. <laughs> Set the precedence. Yeah. Set yeah. the precedence. Because yeah. I yeah. even had to do better. Because I know sometimes I will say a little, make little jokes, and then my child brought it to my attention. Like, I really feel like she's your favorite. And I'm like, but, you know, I love you, though, right? You know, but she know. But I'm, so I had to actually do a little bit better on it because I wouldn't want her to feel that I actually truly chose one over, you know, one child over the other because that, that would never happen. You know what I mean? But yeah. I can't honestly say, although they have a 12-year age difference, they're really close. You know what I'm saying? And that's because that's I feel, yeah, they're still close. One, you know, sometimes, you know, the younger one may think she's the oldest. And then sometimes I think the young ones forget that her sister's almost 30, so she thinks she could just talk to her any kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that happens. That happens. You know, it, it was interesting. You said that um, once I got posed a question, um, so if you had a life raft 
and you had to save, you can only save one of us, which one would you choose? And I said, I would throw myself in the water and save you both. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they looked they looked at me, they looked at me like I was like, I said, y'all confused? I would give up my life for both of you. Mm-hmm. No question. The one said, is no not question. better than the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm no question. That. I said, yeah. no question. Yes, sir. So I say, I say, y'all go ahead on with that, cause no, I said no more questions. I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't need no more questions. We're good. So yeah, that's true. Cause yeah, one is not one child is not better than the other. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you right. on that. I'll do the same thing. I just give up my life just for them. Yeah, you right. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, in some instance, and and mine would be a little bit more difficult because you know I have. Well, I have four, but I would still do it. I mean, I'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, if it was all four of you, I'm mm-hmm. going to get on and, and keep it moving. <laughs> right, but right. in some instance, we already do that. you got to think about it. Think about the choices mm-hmm. that you make. Think about the things that you do for your children mm-hmm. each and every day. We mm-hmm. already give up our lives for the them. Sacrifices and that's, yeah. yeah, and the sacrifices that you make. You know, so mm-hmm. that's something that we do already, which is, I mm-hmm. think, most parents would do. And just real quick, just want to touch on me and my brother's relationship. Me and my brother's relationship, I mean, awesome. This, that's, I mean, again, one of my best friends did say, and again, I just consider that's my brother, that's my blood. But it's, again, having a good relationship with my brother is an awesome thing. I love mm-hmm. it. I love the fact that where we're at, we can get on the phone, talk for hours, have fun, bug out and everything like that, and we're there for each other, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we had our little periods, you know, the little sibling rivalry. I was upset and mad with him because he was telling on me, and then my brother felt I was the favorite because I was getting preferential treatment and everything, but I didn't think I was getting preferential treatment, but we work through it. We, where we are today. And then even with my first cousins, my first cousins, I don't look at them as cousins. I look at them as brothers and sisters because we were around each other so often. And so much, I mean, so much, I look at them as brothers and sisters. So my, so I, so I have more brothers and sisters than my actual brother because I look at them as my brothers and sisters. We talk, we converse, we, you know, hang out with each other, but we look at each other as, you know, you're my brother. You, I, I, hey, yeah, I understand what the terminology is, cousin, but, yeah, you're my brother. You're my brother. Mm. Mm. I was just reading something. Um, I think it's from, it was published in the Journal of Family Psychology. Um, they said that there's really a good chance that most parents do have a favorite they said they found 70, 74% of moms and 70% of dads report, reported preferential treatment towards one child. Mm. Based on, but this was from 2020, so when it was November 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so some parents, I guess, but I think, but I think that may be because you have one child that be that's a little bit more confrontational, that's a little bit more. I think. That I think that the behavior had plays a lot into it, though, because you can have yeah. two kids that's raised in the same household with the same rules, but you got one that will follow them and the other one that won't. <laughs> One's going to buck up against them rules and be like, bump that, I ain't doing it. <laughs> right. So I can I can see why some part may say it because it's like, 
one just don't give you no no problems at all. So, because I always say Kennedy is my karma to where I should have named her karma. You know, even my family and my friends say, like, yeah, Kennedy's your karma because you used to have that mouth, you used to do this, you used to do that. And when I think back, I'm like, yeah, I had it easy with the first one, but, yeah, that second one. I'm, and I always say this, I'm so thankful that I was an adult with her because I was a teenage mom with my oldest, and I said I'm so happy because I couldn't have been a teenage mom raising my youngest daughter. Couldn't have been able to do it. <laughs> I, I always say that her grandmother, the grandparents, would have she would have been raised by the grandparents. <laughs> it would need somebody with patience, patience, patience. And I always say that. And I don't mean it in a mean way. I just, based on her behavior and the things that she do, and if I was a teenager when I had her, oh, no, Mm-mm. I wouldn't have been able to do it. <laughs> Not going to be able to do it. I wouldn't have been able to do it because you could have the same rules, but you got one child that's just not going to follow them. They're going to always, you know what I'm saying, give you, well, why this, why that, and not, you know, so and you got one child that's just going to do it. So, Yep, you are. See, see Brian, Brian, and of course, so I, have to, I have to clarify this. Brian is my son. You have to, be, you have to clarify things these days. Brian is my son. Mm-hmm. Sydney's my daughter. Um, mm-hmm. You can't just tell by names these days. Uh, but um, and Brian is the calm, the, the cool, the collective one. Brian actually followed in my footsteps. And mm-hmm. for the audience that does that don't know, I think we discussed it on another um, podcast show. Um, maybe not OK too. It was on another platform that we were on. Both of my children, they're my stepchildren. So, but mm-hmm. I, I was involved in their life young. So this is interesting because Brian followed my footsteps with my fraternity. He followed mm-hmm. my footsteps with my career path as a, a learning and development training professional at the same company, at Verizon. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting that he followed me in that aspect um, because um, – and, we're and cool. he was, he's yeah. good too. He's actually a great yeah. trainer, like mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for that. Um, thank mm-hmm. you for giving him his props. I know I'm good, but thank you for giving his props. <laughs> yeah, he's I'm, really good. I'm just, Very I'm patient. Just yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, and he's he's great at. I I mm-hmm. knew he was going to be good when he said he was going to go down that path. But no problems with Brian. He mm-hmm. I disagree with some of his things, but never had a problem with him. We talk. We have our disagreements. I give him advice. And every now and then he comes to me and says, sometimes I hate coming to you and telling you, yeah, you were right when you said this. Did I tell him things years ago? And then years later he comes back, man, when you said this, you were actually right. And I say, yeah, just keep on living. I told you. It is one of those things. Now, Sydney, on the other hand, Sydney has, Men issue, and I'm just gonna put it out of her. Her biological father ain't shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. He he's not. He's My not. Biological he, didn't bother. Yeah, okay, Shaq, <laughs> hit it. You got to say it right, because Shaq talks about biological didn't bother. I think, mm-hmm. oh my god, hot garbage. <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> I hated that song. But I digress. But uh, it's one of those things where he. A lot of broken promises, and she had men trust issues. So 
when I came into her life, she had those trust issues. Then she also was treating me a certain way that I think she didn't want to feel like she was betraying her biological. Even though he was throwing some mistrust her way, she didn't want to feel like she was betraying him. So that manifested into a whole lot of things with us. So as she got older, I mean, she used to throw, I mean, she wrote me a long letter of apology when she got being an adult and she didn't realize. I mean, I was taking care of the girl. I mean, I was literally, I, I was raising her. She didn't realize I was raising her because my wife can tell you she acts like me certain ways. She does things a certain way, and she likes little um, dark-skinned, short dudes. And guess who's dark-skinned and short? This dude right here. She's gravitating toward them. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. you like something. Something rubbed off on you. But her mm-hmm. mouth is spicy. Like, <laughs> she'll come sharp. Like, I was giving her some advice on something, and she's like, well, I'm grown. No, no, well, if you're going to ask grown, don't ask no, don't ask no, don't ask no more for no damn money <laughs> right. then. Right, I mean, right. if you grown, because I was like, I'm like, okay, you grown. Because I, I, I'm quick with my mouth. I'm real mm-hmm. quick. And when someone's being disrespectful but still on your payroll, oh, hell's no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but she's the one that gives me the most issues. Even when she was younger, before she had a driver's license, I used to commute from Macon to Atlanta. One day I got off. I did that. Um, what's that? Um, ESN time, whatever that that quick. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I came home one day at noon. Our my our, my brother in law lived in the same subdivision. Our other car was at his house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hold on. Why is the other car down there? Man, I passed his house. Next thing I know, I see I see her running out the house, jump in the car, mm-hmm. and drive it back to our house. But and she beat me to our house because she hit the other side road. And she was 13. Mm-hmm. And wow. was mad at me. And was mad at me for telling my wife. Wow. You weren't supposed to see, you weren't supposed to see that. <laughs> And she was how old? She was thirteen. <laughs> what's her what's her zodiac sign? She's a damn Virgo. She's an August twenty <laughs> August twenty ninth Virgo. That sounds like something my child was saying. <laughs> she August twenty ninth, same birthday as Michael Jackson. And I will tell you she's sneaky. Mm-hmm. She, and think about it, I'm sneaky too. I ain't gonna lie. So she does act. She has a lot of my mannerisms mm-hmm. and a lot of things, but um, I'm like you can't, you can't trick, you can't trick me, you can't get right. over on me. I'm, I I know you think you're getting over, but I, everything that you probably think of doing, I've already did it. Maybe not from a female perspective because I'm a hundred percent all dude, but um, come at me correct. And I told her just be honest with me because she's really tried to to you know. Play me like my name was Willie Lump Lump. And I'm like, (laughs) 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 but I had to jack up one day, and that was the last time I put, that was, I had to grab her by her ponytail. Oh, wow. um, We were in, father had to get, yeah, he had to be, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because we were in our house, and she was on her cell phone, and I asked her, why hadn't she washed the dishes? And I said, get off the phone, come in here and wash the dishes. Her room was on the other side of the house. 
And this is what she said under her breath to her friend on the phone. This motherfucker made me sick. Ooh. <laughs> now, she didn't know I got supersonic hearing. And I had to stop her in my track. And you ain't kept Oh, I grab, I snatched her. She got depleted. She came off her feet. She was I lifted. <laughs> I, I snatched her head, and I said, "This mother who?" I said, "I, I would have seen red." <laughs> I said, "What?" <laughs> and I said, I, "I her her hair follicles almost came out her scalp." I snatched her so hard. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. this motherfucker made me sick. I like. I mean, if you saw my face and I heard it. I said, did I just hear what I think I just heard? And I told her, I said, you can curse me out as long as you want, as much as you want, as long as I don't hear it. You can call me yeah, everything. Because I know they I don't do. Care. Right. Mm-hmm. I know you do. I, oh, yeah, they do. I did, yeah, they do. Yeah. I cursed out my parents all the time, but I right. said it in my head. In my thing. head. Yeah, I said the same thing. Because I know, I, know I, be, I know they be cussing me out. You right. I just don't need to hear it. Yeah, I mean, I say, <laughs> you like, know, I'm, I hear, I'm, I'm, I hear everything. I hear everything under a wizard. A little bit over a whisper, I hit everything in this house. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got super sonic. That JJ JJ Fad song, I hear it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it, but I hear it. <laughs> wow. Super I sonic. can't believe it. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. But like she apologized for it later. Oh, yeah, she was. She was. Yeah. I mean, she did some case. other stuff. Yeah, she did a lot more stuff since then, but like I said, Now, I, does she have children? She does not. Okay. Okay. You know, I ain't gonna go into <laughs> like I said, I, I I wish I wish kids on her. I wish it. I said I want her to have a not child. Not necessarily even a kid, a daughter. <laughs> I want her to have a daughter. Ooh. I want her to have I actually I want her to have twins. I want her to have oh, twins. Man. Because no. I that's gonna be that's gonna be double trouble. Yeah. I, I I really but you know what? I think that's how God punishes us when we yeah. become adults. Because like, okay, you wanna be that hard headed ass child and you didn't wanna listen, this and this and this and that. Or even the things that you got away with that your parents didn't find out. Like a lot of stuff I got away with. And I think that's how they get you back. That's how mm-hmm. they get you back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she like, oh boy, here it comes. <laughs> and and a lot of times it may not be in one child, but it be in the other because they'll have you thinking like, yeah, you think you got off good, because that's how I thought. And yep. then then bam, you be like, what? <laughs> God, God was like, God was like, oh yeah, <laughs> you thought I forgot, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I got you. I got yeah. you. Yeah, it's gonna humble you. Gonna humble you real quick. Wow, so when she start, oh, when she have a daughter, mm-hmm. and you got to understand, too, like with Kennedy, it's all it's been like that since day one. Like I knew from day one because when she, before she can, before she can even crawl, she was already like doing whatever she wanted to do. And then when she started walking, I would be like, you know how you put things in front of the stairs so they won't go up like the little gates. That girl used to go over the gate, which is hard-headed. I can be like, no, don't do this, don't do this. Next thing I know, I'm looking for her. She upstairs. How the hell you get upstairs? It's like as even before she was one, she was doing whatever she wanted to do, regardless of what I was telling her not to do. I'm trying to redirect her. She, she was always like, even when she got in preschool, I remember her being four. When my child was two years old, she didn't, matter of fact, 
I was so terrified for people to babysit her. And this is a true story because I know how difficult it was for her. And I didn't want mm-hmm. nobody else to mistreat her. So oh, gotcha. we would go to daycare until she was like maybe two and a half to where she can actually talk. You know what I'm saying? And she can kind of tell me some things because she was talking real early. And I can count on the hands the people that I will allow to babysit her. Like and it would be family because, I didn't want nobody to mistreat her because she was that much of a handful to where I'm like, I know these people want to just put this baby in the corner and forget about her because it's happened to her. Like, she's been put, like, I've had to file a complaint on a daycare before because that has happened. Like, Kimmy was acting up, and they told her to go to the office. She fell asleep, and they forgot about her. They forgot that she was in there all day by herself. Then, then when she finally woke up, she went to one of the other teachers saying, well, I'm hungry. Well, why haven't you eaten? Oh, they forgot that she was in the room. Damn. Wow. Ran, ran it, I, and I used to be like, I know she's a handful, but how do you not go check on her? You know what I'm right. saying? And so, yes, I used to be fearful because that's how my child used to be the biter. She was known as the biter. She used to bite <laughs> about at least two to three kids a day. Damn. So where I, dra- I remember one school, I took her out because I'm like, they're even, I'm not saying it was their fault, but I'm like, how is she getting a hold of all these kids and just biting them? They got candy <laughs> paring them out. You know what I mean? And she I just finding so them out, seeking them out. <laughs> right. And I used to feel so bad because I had FMLA at work just so that way for my mental health because I used to have so much anxiety when the school used to call my phone. My doctor had me to where I used to be, I used to get so many hours a week to where when they call, I could just leave. You know what I'm saying? That's how bad my mental health was when she was younger. And I say this now because the the person that she is now, she's a, I mean, she's a very smart child. Now she still has her little, her little ways, but I just know she's, she's one of those kids to where she's not a lead. She's not a follower. You're not going to just tell her anything. You can't manipulate her. Like, she's very, she's always had that strong mind. So I can say I love that about her. You know what I'm saying? I can't say that. But sometimes that's, that's it can awful. be a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. But, my yeah, so when I tell you, your daughter, tell your daughter, yeah, she's going to get her karma because I got mine. <laughs> oh, we we, say, we tell that all the time. We got a nickname for it. We call her Eveline. So I like, mm. uh, I say, yeah, you gonna you gonna get it. Like some of my coworkers, they they used to hear my story, and it's so funny now when we had a little conversation. They'd be like, "Oh my gosh, she really has matured." Because I used to be at work in tears. I'm like, "Oh my god, the school didn't call me again." Like I used to be in panic mode because she was mm-hmm. cut up. Oh, wow! Straight cut up. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I'm, so, I'm glad you're getting the you're getting the better days now. <laughs> oh, I've had it since day one, and I, and that's so weird because, and I say this too, I didn't used to like to take her to the grocery store or oh, to the mall. Like, the, I would, she used to cut up in the stores. Hell yes, <laughs> I used to leave. Yes, I would leave her with my mom. Leave her with some. I'm like, I'm, I can go to the simple grocery store. I would try to do it either in the mornings or. Um, probably when she sleeps, something like that. But I would, t- I don't think I started taking her to the stores with me until she was probably like four or five. Mm. But when she was two or three, she would show out so bad. I, I remember one time she showed out on me. I had to walk away. 
I'm like, this ain't my child. I can say this. <laughs> she held out on me so bad one time. I left her there and walked off. And then she finally got up and realized, oh, my mama left me. Yes, I did. <laughs> like, I'm oh, not yeah, kids realize that after a while, they're like, all right. Yes, because it was like, but it was because my mental health as well. It was like, I can't react. I can't show out. Like, I can't. But I can say she has taught me patience, like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I can laugh at it now, but so not, so so I can honestly see why sometimes she would say, oh, you got a favorite. And it's like, no, not really, but I didn't have these, I didn't have all the confrontation, you know what I'm saying? So I just think because I'm aware of how she feels, I just try to be more conscious of the things that I do so one doesn't feel that she's less favored. That's that's basically what it is. I just try to be more conscious of it because um, when I look at some of my friends, the one that was the, the non-favorite child, I think as they grew up, some of them grew up with low self-esteem or they grew up with, you know, different types of issues when it comes to feeling rejected and things like that. So, Parents may not realize it, but if you're making it obvious that one child is better than the other, even if one child is bad and the other child isn't, it still doesn't don't make it obvious to where one is still better, one is still superior or the over the other, because right. it can definitely cause psychological problems later on in life. I really do believe that. I agree. Yeah, but who your your daughter? Tell her. She better start praying now because when it when she oof. <laughs> oh, she I, already I, know I, it. I truly believe parents get their lick back through their grandkids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's how they get their lick back. They get through their grandkids, <laughs> and that's why it's so easy for parents for grandparents to be like. The grandchild may be their favorite or the grandchild can do whatever because it's like, especially if you had that child that just gave you a run for your money growing up. So it's like, oh, okay, I get to sit back and watch you parent. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. kind of like you get, it's kind of like parents getting their lick back. Right, what you going to do? How you going to do it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How many times my mama done laughed at me when I didn't get out of And I'm looking at it. This ain't funny. My mama be cracking her butt off. She done laughed at me plenty of times. Like, <laughs> that's what you get. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> that's see, hilarious. I'm laughing now because... I mean, we're in a good we're in a good space now, but right. yeah, that's I I really do believe that's how parents get their lick back, and I tell my child that, but she's quick to say she don't want any kids. I, I'm I'm sure you don't. I'm sure you don't. You're <laughs> not about that life. No, it's like no, I'm good. Yeah. I know what I did. I'm good. Right, right, but it's it's so funny though, but. I do I do believe when it comes to like the different types of behaviors and personalities, it may appear or perceive that they have a favorite because you may do feel closer to one child or the other, but I think ultimately it's it's about how you're treating the other one other yeah. child so that way there's no division. You know, yeah. but whew. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Whew, I'm sorry, mm. y'all. This is a whole Therapy session for me, cause who I'm telling you, I I used to go through it. 
I used to go through it. I really do. And so I think it was just easy for me to be like, okay, yeah, this one is my favorite job because she ain't giving me no problems. Mm-mm, school never called my phone. Never, never. I don't know what a what a, a parent-teacher conference was just going over grades. It was never discussing behavior. <laughs> never. <laughs> never had any issues with behavior. <laughs> but this one, now I can say now that she's in high school and, you know, she's active, she's in, you know, she's cheering and dancing, you know, she does a lot of stuff. She understands that, okay, I can't do X, Y, and Z because I'm not going to be a part of this team. So she understands that now, but who, baby? <laughs> All I know is I'm never going to have to worry about nobody taking advantage of her because she she going to speak her mind. Don't I, I just have good. to work on her with um, knowing how to have a filter. She has no sure. filter. No filter. <laughs> Mm, mm, mm. I'm about to shake uh, my head like, Lord. <laughs> like, Lord Jesus. This There's no filter. <laughs> yeah, that's her, that should be her nickname, no filter. Because she definitely doesn't have one. But, yeah, I can, I'm going to have to call my mom today and tell her, like, you know what, you, you, this is how you got your lid back. Through her. <laughs> yep, through my youngest one. <laughs> <laughs> oh you my win. goodness! You win! You win! Yeah, right. that's what right. I, that I look at after mm-hmm. after, after talking to you, talking about it today. I'm like, my mama got her leg back. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Mom's gonna be like, I know. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> uh, that's how she got her leg back. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I that's know. Mm-hmm. That's too so funny. Like, yeah. They're gonna be like, "Oh, that's what you listen." Mm-hmm. I already knew it. I already knew it. <laughs> that's what's up. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Well, this was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is good. Very good, of course. And and, um, and and children, we we love you all. We love you all. Of course, we're not sitting up here saying. We love any of you less than the other. We love you all. Love you all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. There's something, yeah, so. something about them grandbabies. Them grandbabies. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that is true. That is true. <laughs> That's, That's very up. true. Oh, man. But, yes, um, great, great topics, sis. Great topics. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Excellent. You know. Thank you for that. This was a therapy session for me. Whew. <laughs> Well, that's okay. Hey, we love it. We love it. Hey, you know, you know how um, actually there's a well, there's some pastors and preachers who say, well, shoot, this this is just just for me. You know, they say uh-huh. they, they, this sermon is just for them, and, and uh-huh. it's, you you get something, and we hope that everybody gets something from it. Of course, I know it. they will. Yeah, yeah, but um, you you get something from things that you come up with and topics because it resonates with you, and it's mm-hmm. just yeah, it's awesome, man. It's awesome when it's something and I'm, you I'm sure get there's parents out there that can relate. You know, they probably mm-hmm. just told like, well, "You got a baby, you got a favorite." But when they look, think back, it's not that I necessarily have a favorite. It's just one mm-hmm. child probably is just a less of a headache than the other. (laughs) 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 And not that you don't love them. It's just like you can have two kids. Like I said before, you can have two kids and you're raised in the house. Same rules. One will follow, Mm -hmm. the other won't. And you'd be like, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have a problem with this one. Right. And you know how they be like, well, you know what? It's all, you know, they mama let them do this. And I'm like, no, they have the same rules. 
I right. really do believe kids are born to where they on a, they already have their own their own mindset. I, I know a lot of things are learned behavior. I do get that. But I do think a lot of stuff is just in you. If it's in you, it's in you. If it's part of your DNA, genetic makeup, it's just in you. So, because yep. something, like I said, that girl was doing whatever she wanted to do before she started walking. <laughs> she was hard headed in. I was like, this girl going to do what she want to do. Like, I don't even know. And then I, and then I breastfed her for so long. I think that was another thing. But I did that because it was like, I was just so afraid of, it was just a lot. <laughs> I'm thinking that was going to help her because they always say, you know, that's better for them when it comes to the brain development and all this and this and that. So I'm like, well, maybe this would make her feel a little bit more closer. But, man, no, that girl was still bad. <laughs> was still bad. <laughs> like, yeah, it didn't change anything. Hilarious. It didn't change nothing. I'm thinking it's going to make her, you know, like, okay, and Brent, no, she was still bad. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, she was. She was. She was, she was a handful. Tell that's them people they don't though. know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my baby, though. But, yeah, she was, oof. she definitely was a learning experience, I can say. And, I, like I said, I thank God that I was older, much older yeah. with her. That's what's mm-hmm. up. That's what's up. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, well, we are just like this, this therapy session. And now it's time to say goodbye to all our podcast friends. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And and guess what? The 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 cost for this therapy session is zero zero zero. Three ninety nine. Right. Three ninety nine. So enjoy it. Listen to it as many times as you need to. Let your kids listen to it. Bring the family around. Hey, if you all want to listen to it, definitely listen to it. Yeah, we, of course, just continue to thank our sponsor, What's Poppin' USA, our sister Helena, uh, What's Poppin' Events, YBTV. Thank you so much. We thank all of our fans for continuing to rock with us, coming to rock with us every week. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you so much. God bless you. And then we also just thank, um, just this thank, uh, just hey, I thank you guys. How about that? I thank you guys mm-hmm. for everything that you. you guys do and bring to the bring to the show and everything. And definitely uh, thank you, remember, bro. oh man, no, no, without question. And definitely, please, 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 check with your doctor. Get your colonoscopy scheduled, please. Please, I mean, everybody all over the world, I don't know how it goes in other countries, but please get your colonoscopy. Listen, colonoscopies, they did this, again, so simple, something to do. Again, it is important for you because we want you here with us. So please definitely get your colonoscopy. Find out from your doctor wherever in your respective country to find out what is the process of getting your colonoscopies because, of course, we have to factor in the world. I can't just factor in here in America, and I don't know what the age limits are in other parts of the world, but definitely get your colonoscopy as soon as possible. And for those in the Atlanta area, come out to the Rhodes Park event that we're having this Saturday on the 25th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern time. um, Tickets on our are on Eventbrite, so just look up the Colon Cancer Zumba Party Awareness, or Zoom, Colon Cancer Awareness Zumba Party event, 
and that's how you would be able to find it. And then you can get your tickets there, $25 in advance, $35, $30 at the door, which is Saturday. But, yeah, we thank you, appreciate you. And, of course, we got to wrap it up, but can't wrap it up right yet until we have them old dog words of wisdom. All right, so um, words of wisdom today, I just want to be a little comical with it, and I want to dedicate these words to my brother, my sister, and all my cousins out there. And I take this quote <laughs> from a movie character, Ricky Bobby from Talladega Nights. So I want you, all you firstborns to remember, tell your secondborns and everyone else, if you're not first, you last. And that's all I got to say. <laughs> if you're not first, you last. I'm a first one. I'm a first one, child. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I'm last. <laughs> if you're not all first, good. you last. No, nah, but if, if, in all seriousness, you don't have to treat them the same. Just treat all your children fairly. Just treat them fairly. Treat them with love. Just treat them fairly unconditionally, just love them. Just love on them and love them. That's all. That's all they need. And that's O-Dub's words of wisdom for today. Whew, great episode. I love it. All in, all in feelings. All in feelings, but that's eight. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Yes, it was great. Yeah, right. love it. Love it. All right, well, we'll I'll see you guys. Talk to you next week. And Hey, you all be safe, have fun, and listen, enjoy, enjoy. God bless. And, and God. definitely for our people out there, we we love to hear from you. And, you know, just as a little ad, if you want to be a guest on our show, just to come chop it up with us, we'd love to have you. If you have any suggestions, if you have any feedback, any comments, I want you to send that over to therealokpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, send that over to therealokpodcast at gmail.com. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for chopping it up with us, listening to us, and supporting us through it all. We love coming to you real, raw, and unscripted, but we'd love to hear from you. Tell us what you think about the OK2 Podcast. So until next time, this is O-Dub, Kia, and K-Boogie signing off. We just like to say love peace, and soul. Stay safe, and God bless. Yeah, that was Don Cornelius, not O'Dub. So, peace. <laughs> peace. Thanks, <laughs> bless.